What's going on? Welcome to episode 116 of the WorkPrints Gamescast brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my two faithful co-hosts, Bilal and Kevin. What's up, Bilal? Yo, I am happy it's two now. Uh, Kev, I just love having you on. Um, you know, I know the pre-show is all oh, my hero all the time now, but uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll take it because I, I I enjoy having you here. And, and the, it's, game it's good. the game is hot. The game is hot. The game is hot. I was I was talking to someone at my local TCG. Uh, just you know, we we're just talking after we finished our match. Uh, just about like other card games and just like our history. And he's talking about all these different ones. I was like, yo, uh, I actually like the uh, my hero one. And he's like trigonometry and i was like what he's like that game's like playing trigonometry and i was like oh god <laughs> it's, it's so it's oh so funny god. how people struggle with the idea of just add one <laughs> like just add one I, each time uh, you know i have been in a Yu-Gi-Oh game trying to figure out what oh right is, uh half of 75 and do yeah. i round or not <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and over here in my hero, adding three plus four. Like, I yep. don't understand. Yeah, it's too much. It's just trigonometry to the masses now. Right. Uh, Ke- Kevin, what's going on with you, man? How are you doing? It is a great, great time to be alive, except for a story we're gonna get to later. Not gonna just, just, just a little tease. We might have to pour out, pour out some liquor for one of the hallmarks of the things that have brought us up. It sucks, but we're going to get to that later. It is dope. It's a dope time to be alive. Card games are flowing. Uh, I'm, I didn't die in Tarkov today. Always a good day. Uh, yeah, it feels good. Uh, all right. Well, let's just get right into it and let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, I am the only one that wrote anything on our behind the scenes document. Have you, either of you guys played anything recently? I I mean, if you want me, I could take one minute to be like I've been playing Marvel Snap and uh, uh, I've been practicing a different type of decks on One Piece TCG Simulator since I'm going to the Treasure Cup this weekend. Um, and good luck. Thanks. I don't know if I'm like I had a very good locals uh, last mm-hmm. week. I did very well. Uh, I I learned from mistakes. I beat that guy that took forever uh like every every guy every every, <laughs> yes. guy, every yeah. game this guy plays is t- it gets timed out and yeah. uh and then yeah. i all i wanted to do was make sure that i didn't give him an advantage because they, they go by life cards first and so i was like i'm just gonna play this smart because this is gonna run out of time and i beat him i beat him and i was so happy uh yeah um, it's 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 funny you mentioned that because you know we play a, a place where the scene is it's still fairly new. We've had players that are still fairly new. And even though I like to think that even though I'm still fairly new, I've played enough games. And I've been playing webcam stuff and I played in ads that and I played decks I know for the most part. And so mm-hmm. I'm fairly quick. So I think I sat down and played one with Kevin and Kevin, we we're playing and we're just going at a pace that like is the pace you're supposed to play at. And Kev was like, okay, a, a good pace for once. Like this is nice. It's refreshing, you know? Yeah. Because uh, no. it does. It gets a little bit frustrating when... And, and I get game it. game one and there's 10 minutes left in the round. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. In a best of three. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. guys are doing best of three over here. We're best of one. So yeah. it's not even. And it, it's like at that point, like I'm looking over at the game next going on next to me and I'm just like, like, oh, yeah, that that's pretty cool. Try to learn, <laughs> learn off of them and then come mm-hmm. back and then he still hasn't made a single move. Uh, but no, like I've been trying to fine tune decks, but I think 
I don't know if I'm just cursed or if I'm everyone that's playing on the One Piece uh, TCG simulator is just really good because mm. I feel like the draws I get are like, okay, this is fine, but everyone else gets like the perfect hand every single time. And I'm sitting uh, there like, I don't know what to do. Um, maybe yeah. maybe I need to refine my deck. I've been researching, I, watching YouTube. I um, don't I don't know. Sometimes you just yeah. don't draw. You just don't yeah, draw. You, you I, just don't draw. I had like Master Duel. Yeah, I had a I had a day where I was playing webcam games against this guy that I play. He lives out in Portugal. We play a couple times a week actually. Um and normally it's back and forth right it depends on the decks we're playing i've probably won more than i've lost against him but it's maybe like 60 40 right mm -hmm. one day we're playing and i'm playing i'm playing my ojiro deck and two games in a row i just don't draw i mean i i draw like hand after hand i draw one maybe two attacks and i but then when i play cards i'm checking all attacks and so it was one of those days where, like, after we were done the second match, I was like, "I, dude, I, I, I know I said I'd play more, but I, I gotta, I just gotta step away. Like, I can't yeah. play anymore." Uh, and then yeah. he sent me a message. He sent me a message yesterday saying how he played against somebody and the same thing happened to him and how miserable he felt. And I was just like, "Dude, I know, like, I know." I, because like when when me and you started doing webcam uh, and I was running that Zoro deck, um, mm -hmm. like. I, I played some other folks from Gaming Giant, and I was just on this roll. Like, I was not losing. I've won, like, 12, 13 matches in a row. Mm -hmm. I was doing webcams with randoms off the One Piece Discord. And I was like, wow, this deck is fire. Uh, little did I know, was, uh, luck was just on my side. Because <laughs> ever since, like, I stopped, I brought that back to the local shop, could mm -hmm. not win a match with that deck for the life of me. Um and so it's i don't know it's sometimes i feel it, it is the luck of the draw at times but i think i'm just gonna go in there with like and just do my best have fun with it um not take it too seriously yeah uh, that's the way unless to do i'm it. doing really well uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. I, I really want like if i could make it to the top 64 and get at least one of those variants mm -hmm. I, i'd be so happy <laughs> how many how many players are in the treasure cup what's the um, cap five it, twelve oof, that's a yeah. big yeah. tournament yeah. So I'm uh, the one thing I've been noticing is a lot of folks don't have a lot of the cards, which might be right. in my favor cuz I do have a full like I have more more than a full deck. So mm -hmm. let's what see how the people goes. at the treasure cup are going to I'm I imagine I I'm like I would love to just sit down and there's a little 7-year-old in front of me for the first round and he's <laughs> is, like he's like I like Tony Tony Chopper. <laughs> That's my dream. That's my dream scenario. Is, is there is there participation prizing promos yes. just for entering? There's event tournament packs which um which I'll get two to start with mm -hmm. um and then depending on how you go through uh and place you can get more. Oh, um, uh, so there's there's no all art just for entering? No. Mm, that's a bummer. At least with yeah. Nats, like we got alternate art just for entering. And they even told you at uh, at the right before the tournament started that like, hey, if you need to drop now because something came up or whatever, it's fine. You'll still get your participation. Like, just go. Yeah, um, that, that that sounds awesome. I'm uh, uh, they announced the online regionals, so I'm trying to find the day I'll be back. But but those include set two. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I ride in by my wife. I'm like, hey, I'm going to need a day. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'll be in my office just playing card yeah. games. But yeah. She's like, yeah, just let me know. The yeah. Uh, I yeah, did the no, same thing. But yeah, but that, that, that's just been me. Um, my Steam Deck is waiting for me to pick up One Piece again uh, and play, uh, continue through Odyssey. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with Race, who's been playing Dead Space, uh, the remaster of that, and he's been sending these screenshots of that game where I'm just like, God damn, that, that's what you call a remaster. I, I will be starting that game tomorrow, um, but I'll, I'll get to that when I talk about what I've been playing. Uh, what about you, Kevin? You been playing anything besides Tarkov or just Tarkov all the, all the time? I've been more spending more time uh, just getting ready for Harry Potter. I think that comes out oh, in yeah. less than a week. Next week? Um, for early yeah, access? So I, don't, I don't even know. I, did, I know it comes out in, in somewhere around a week. Mm-hmm. And I am trying to like be ready but not be spoiled. And that's yeah, such a fine yeah. line to walk. Especially when, like, you know, it's a story-driven game. So, I it's funny yeah. that game in particular ha- it gives you the ability to basically be a complete psychopath without any consequences. And whenever a game gives you the option to be evil, before it comes out, I always say, you know what, this is going to be the game. I'm going to play evil. I'm going to do it. And then I start playing it, and I am just a boy scout. I just cannot, like, for the life of me, <laughs> do the horrible things in the games. I- I did punch that reporter in Mass Effect 2, Yeah, three. no. You, you didn't even do that? <laughs> I did not. Nope. Um, I played all through Mass Effect 3. I do not remember being able to punch a reporter. Oh, you know what? I, I think I think I did punch her because the option just said interrupt. Yeah, I did not, <laughs> yeah, I did not like, think that's how I was going to interrupt her. <laughs> and so maybe I did punch her, actually. But I mean, even still, that's one paragraph, you know, one, one negative yeah. point. Um, mm. And so... Yeah, no, I'm excited for that game too. Actually, uh, there's a man. It feels like 2023 is already starting off with kind of a bang, and there's a lot to look forward to, um, which means that my backlist may just might never get <laughs> addressed. I, I'm trying to be good this year and trying to finish the games I started mm-hmm. yeah. um, before moving on to the next one. Which I, I don't know what right. that means for this podcast, or but <laughs> yeah. but uh, I. I, I just need to find time and just like finish one piece and get ready for Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as far as what I've been playing, uh, besides the usuals like Smite, Warzone 2, and uh, Apex, I continued my playthrough of Hi-Fi Rush and I finished it. So, oh, how long, uh, really? Uh, it was longer than I thought it was going to be, actually. I, yeah. I thought when I first started playing that game, I thought that game was going to be like a six and a half hour game. I think it's- it took. I think it took me eight and a half or nine. I could probably look up exactly on how long to beat. It, it says it's, ten and a half. It's ten and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think that's that's crazy off. Um, You're just I, a skilled pro gamer. That's why. No, 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 no. I did explore a like a lot of it. Uh, I I don't know if I went through every nook and cranny, but I did explore quite a bit. And then without spoiling anything but there are areas of that game that you just you can't reach um until after you beat the game and so it does give you an incentive to kind of uh go through some of the areas again and read through it oh actually no my time played according to the xbox app is nine hours and 54 minutes okay and so i was very close at 10 and a half hours now i've heard uh, i don't think you played through a boss battle last week because the game had just dropped but i i played through the first boss battle but not the not well I should say I played through a mini boss is what I okay. played through in reality. Yeah. But I heard the boss battles are fantastic. They are awesome. <laughs> it's really funny. This game is, uh, we talked about it last week. It's, it's like $40 on Steam, something like that, right? Is what we, we, we came around and found out. 30, 40, something like something that. Something like yeah. that. And uh, it definitely has a very like X 
Xbox 360 era, maybe even earlier era. Well, no, Xbox 360 era, like platformer slash action game in, in the vein of Devil May Cry. Um, of course, it's got this gimmick of, uh, or this mechanic involving the it all also being a rhythm game and, and being on rhythm and stuff like that. But it's what a modern good one of those would be and should be. And those games, action games in particular, like boss battles when done right are the highlight of it, right? I mean, that's kind of the difference between, say, an action game and a first-person shooter most times, is that like boss battles and action games should be the highlight, and they absolutely are in this game. Uh, I saw that, I don't know if they said that they took a lot of notes or people were comparing it to, but it definitely feels kind of like when you're watching Edgar Wright's uh, Scott Pilgrim yeah, uh, versus the world, and just the way that all of those X's get introduced is very similar to how all the bosses get introduced and it's very stylized it's very cartoony and yeah the 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 fights are awesome i and like every single one is memorable and in its own way and so while it definitely was longer than i i thought it was going to be it didn't feel like a long game like it didn't feel like a chore it did feel like a game that was like all right i want to sit down i, I want to play this more and it also had this element of like, I, I know I just beat this level. I know it's late. I should go to bed. But I know the boss is right around the corner. So I'll just play one more level, right? Which would turn into, I'll just play one more level. And yeah, I had an absolute blast. I know it's getting a ton of praise. It's getting really good reviews. Um, somebody asked me earlier today if I had to score it personally on a scale of 1 to 10. Not being um, objective, right? Mm -hmm being subjective based on my taste and stuff like that this game's a nine for me i i actually think the writing is very very good I, and some of it is is corny in the way that like cartoons are corny um and it does mess with a lot of tropes i mean the the big like reveal you kind of see a, a, a mile away and but it also has moments of like the hero the unexpected hero like rising to the occasion you know and maturing through this story while still being a goofball like the stuff you see in in the cartoons we grew up with uh, is all there and it's it's awesome i i like i love that game and uh, yeah it is uh there's also a ton of like easter eggs in there especially from tango gameworks previous stuff there is uh, stuff about Evil Within in there. There's even a moment, and I don't want to spoil it because people hopefully will play this and, and get to that moment. But there was a moment where something happened and I was like, and it's, it's hidden off and like really easy to miss. But I immediately like looked up like, wait, what just happened? Like this all feels familiar. And then saw what it was and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I really like that. Um. And so, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about a, we'll say, $40 budget title that released right into Game Pass without any publicity. Like, it's it's awesome. And it, I, we talked about this last week, and or maybe it was a week before, how I was kind of in a lull when it came to games. Just the releases, nothing was getting me uh, super excited. And this has totally reinvigorated me. And now I'm back on my BS. That's, and uh, that's awesome. I, now that I've beat this, I'm going to start Dead Space uh, Remake right away. I anticipate that I'll beat that before next week's podcast. And I'm back more or less on a cadence of hopefully, you know, beating a game uh, between each episode. 
Uh, uh, after that, <laughs> God, I can't wait to get back yeah. to that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wait, I wait to say that again. Um, yeah. I um, no, I have that. I have it. Hi-Fi Rush downloaded on both my Xboxes and PC. Mm-hmm. I I turned it on. I even turned HDR on on this monitor to enjoy the colorful yeah. world of that game. And I just I just have not had time to start it. It's just been a crazy work week. Um, no, I'm I'm glad to hear you speaking so highly of it. Just because. Uh, we don't get many games like this and mm-hmm. the fact that it's good uh you know I, I, ho- I hope we can start a trend of more games like this from high quality studios i know they don't they're not multi-million dollar sellers right. but i miss them yeah no i i think i talked about this before too is that one of the things that has happened with bethesda in particular and uh or actually microsoft game studios as a whole is that these studios are working on these big budget titles, but then also have smaller teams working on like these pet projects, right? And so you have something like Grounded that came out that wasn't meant to be like their, it was a departure from their normal stuff and was a smaller team and it came out in early access and was work in progress. And that turned out awesome. And then you also have, while I haven't played it yet, um, that one that came out from Obsidian again, um, Pentiment, yeah. yes. And so I actually want to give that a shot now too. Yeah, these smaller titles come in as like little side projects out of these studios is awesome. And I, I wish we would see more of uh, this kind of stuff. I, I love the heart and soul the team behind Pentiment put into it. Um, I'm, slow, I'm slowly playing that on the Steam Deck over uh, Cloud, but mm-hmm. it's just, they, it was an idea. They 100% committed to it and like it really shows. Um, it just it shines off the screen of like um this is a game for particular people it might not be for everyone but you know what if you give it a shot i think um you'll enjoy it and then it, it really does um it really does speak to like you said all these smaller games coming out from the microsoft game studios it sucks because like the best games used to be like that you know and now mm-hmm. it's you know we have to have kind of an ip that rolls over and stuff like that but yeah yeah, Those I mean, games we used to be like somebody's pet project that just yeah. was done so right. Yeah, yeah, it's so rare now for us to get a title that, even, let's just say that this is the start of like a franchise, right? This isn't a oh, live gosh. service game. This isn't a game that they're going to, you know, um, it feels like every game now has to have a tail, right? Yeah, it can't just release, drop, be what it is, and then and then move on, right? Um, it has to be continually generating, re- generating revenue. And I think that that takes away from, from games most of the time, the majority of the time, um, almost all the time. And so, it, no, it's nice and refreshing, not only to get something that is smaller, even, even still at, at 10 hours, right? Um, but also something that's colorful and, and different and unique and it was super, super refreshing. And it definitely hit right when it needed to for me personally. And so, yeah, I highly recommend anybody who's got Game Pass to, to give that a shot. Even if you don't have Game Pass, and but you like action games, you like uh, platformers with a little with very light puzzle solving and stuff like that, like, I, I, think, it, I think it's for you. I think it's awesome. Um, all right, that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into news. We are actually going to kick off the news with a little bit of a, well, not a little bit, a big down note. Um, so any worship who played Tess in the last of us game has died at age 45. 
my uh, favorite role of hers was Renee Walker from 24. Mm-hmm. She was just like the female Jack Bauer. Um, and I, it, yeah, it just, just makes me really sad to hear. Yeah. Uh, so she had been battling cancer since 2020. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it sucks. Um, cancer sucks as somebody who has had family members, you know, uh, who have passed away due to cancer at 45 is so young. Like, yeah. Um, no, 100%. It's a bummer. I, I do want to point out that uh, if anybody's interested, there has been a, a GoFundMe set up to kind of help support her family and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's tragic. Um, you know, I was I was excited to see her face on my feet again, and then it just I read the the tweet, and I was like, no, um, it just yeah, it just sucks. Um, if you know, it feels kind of weird to transition out of uh, something like that yeah. into stuff that doesn't matter, but we're gonna do it anyway, and we're gonna talk about something that I'm excited for that I was actually hoping to give a try before we did the podcast, but uh, got caught up and, and didn't get a chance. Uh, Marvel Snap finally has battle mode, and it went live as of yesterday. Uh, Bilal, have you had a chance to play this yet? Uh, not the battle mode uh, okay. in particular, but they also released this al- uh, alongside some patches, mm-hmm. and they finally n- fixed the leader, um, which is possibly the, my most hated card in the entire <laughs> game. Uh, do, have you come up against it at all so i have not because uh he leader wasn't available when i was heavily invested in moral sap <laughs> and then as you know i've talked about it before when they announced that battle mode was coming i kind of took a break i was like oh i'll just wait for that and yeah. i'll play with my friends and then when i do hop on and play a couple of matches at night it's usually like i'm i'm so down low down the tier that i'm still playing bots and new players Okay. And so I haven't ran into it yet. I do remember you complaining about it. Um, yeah, it's it's essentially it's a turn six card that you drop, and then it literally copies all the cards your opponent drops, uh, uh, but on your side of the board. So if you like you drop four cards, it copies four cards if the spots are available. And it just it, there was like no counterplay. There's no way of knowing if someone was gonna play it, and so it got really annoying. And so in order to nerf it, they. Um, now it copies the cards, the cards, and it shifts it one to the right. So now you can kind of at least like, it, 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 it is a bit more fair in my opinion of like how they've handled it. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think that's some, that for me was like the second most exciting thing in this update. But um, yeah, for the battle mode, they added like a new uh, icon on the nav bar at the bottom. You yep. click on it, and it's like it's called game modes, and uh, there's th- something called friendly battle, so you can go and that's- there. That's the only mode in there right now. Uh, but but just them naming it that way implies that they have more modes they plan on releasing into that, which is which is good news, and that's cool. Uh, and then, yeah, you click into it, and then it gives you the option to either join or create. When you create a match, it gives you a unique code that you can then send to your friend, and they can join through that code. Um, Somebody uh, apparently hit max collection level. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Uh, it's like 22,000 something, which is absolutely yeah, that's, insane. That's nuts. Uh, you're not that far off from it though, right? No, uh, no I'm, I, that I'm only in, uh, the 2500s. Oh, okay. I, only. I only. Uh, Kevin, have you played any Marvel Snap yeah, at all? Life, this thing. Yeah. No, I like, I've seen the commercials or whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, I played like, uh. You lose your life to it. Yeah. I played like, uh, what, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Mm-hmm. When that came out, put above a few hundred hours into that. 
And then I was playing the Dragon Ball Super, um, not Super, but Dragon Ball Z uh, card game that was like similar. Mm-hmm. Put a few, it was the Japanese one, put a few hundred hours into that. Now I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, <laughs> so this no one, worries. here's the problem. The problem with this one is that this one is so easy to get into and the matches are like a few minutes long each. So it is very much like, uh, okay, I'll just play one more. All right, I'll just play one more. And next thing I know, I exactly. haven't gone to bed because I've been playing for an hour and a half. Do you know the amount of times I've said I'm going to bed early and I've laid in bed for <laughs> two, three hours? Yeah. Uh, like, like I'm feeling it this week mm-hmm. because of how shitty, how much sleep I have just given up. And yeah. I'm just like, I know I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, well... I'm working towards this mission, or I'll hit this like insane win streak and be like, I'm so close uh-huh. to 70. Uh, I'll get to 70 and then I'll call it. And then I drop like three levels immediately from there. And I'm like, well, I got to work my way back up. And it's just a terrible cycle. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I am excited. Bilal, we should, we should definitely give this a shot definitely before yeah. the next uh, episode. Um, all right, moving on. Ubisoft. Racer gets another, uh, the crew gets another sequel, <laughs> sequel called The Crew Motorfest. Um, so they announced that, what, that was earlier today, right? Yes. Just put a or number yesterday. after it. Yeah. What are the, we doing? <laughs> the Crew I mean, Motorfest will be the third installment in Ubisoft's open world racing series publisher announced on Tuesday. The game will launch in 2023. Uh, it's tabbed for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series consoles. <laughs> Um, it will also be accessible on launch day with an Amazon Lunar or Ubisoft Plus subscription. I, you say this, right? But someone's got to be because Ubisoft is not shy in just canceling series or not releasing sequels to series if they're not being played, if they're not populated. But and so, these games haven't reviewed like nines yeah. or tens either. No. Like they, I, and I'm pretty sure Crew 2 wasn't reviewed that well so i'm just like i I, I don't know i don't know what it is aside from forza what racing game does you know what i mean yeah even gran turismo nowadays isn't what it used to be right and i think that's what it is i think it's people looking for an arcadey a proper arcadey style racing game an open world one and so i think it just scratches that itch right now that other games kind of aren't um yeah, Need for but, Speed is terrible. Like, yeah, yeah this definitely yeah. has a different place. It is kind of just kind of sad that it's just the same stuff. I, I, I miss Midnight Club from Rockstar. I think that was like the best racing games of God I, in terms of arcade racers. Yeah, but if, I, you, if you go back and play it, you might not miss it anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, but like for its time. Yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah. yeah, I miss out Burnout Paradise, like true Burnout Paradise or even even just Burnout Revenge, like old school Burnout stuff. I want if we're going to go arcade, I want to go full arcade. I want to fly down a highway, hit a car in the rear and send it flying 2000 feet and getting a bunch of points for it. <laughs> yes. Like that's what I want to do. I remember um, my best friend Darren in uh, in high school got Burnout Three for mm-hmm. Christmas. I went over and it was just us playing that crash mode mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, I, I love Burnout Three. Ah, oh, so good. Mm, I, yeah, it doesn't feel like all the the racing games. They all kind of fit this mold where you they, know you want to race the exotic cars at an exotic yeah. location and just have the the world look good. Yeah, I think right. that's I think that's where we're at with so there's two there, okay, so there's like three different racing genres right now, right? 
we have your what, what what they consider well yeah i'm not gonna consider that. <laughs> we have your we have your sim racing which yes it's it's really high detailed high quality exotic cars raced on tracks and exotic locations right right turismo corsa uh and forza motorsport but not forza horizon yeah. right f1 and then f1 yeah. yes and then you have there's your like i racing right which is your proper sim racing oh, and yeah. then and then you have your your what they call arcadey but they're like they're soft arcade games that are open world checklists you know forza horizon is like this and i like the forza horizon series you know the crew is like this they are just they are ubisoft open world games with cars in them is what they are and uh, some do it better than others but those are the genres we have now we don't have proper arcade racers anymore even need for speed got to a point and part of the reason why i think it's bad is that it lost like the fun because it lost some of the exaggeration in the gameplay um and also lost a lot of quality because they just didn't seem to put any care resources into it anymore do you think somebody at ubisoft pitched you're an assassin car you're driving off a ramp and as you land like a hidden blade comes out of the front and like stabs another car in the exhaust I, pipe i would <laughs> i would i would play the crew whatever they want the crew brotherhood okay yeah if if they had like an open world and it was burnout style like except the the eliminations came via yeah driving off a ramp and and essentially uh you know, swan diving down on top of them with a with, and a hidden blade came out and there was this ridiculous animation. I would absolutely play that game. Are you kidding me? Yes, a million I'm telling percent. I'm I, I know, I know everything going on at Ubisoft apparently. I'm pitching, I'm pitching all these million dollar ideas. <laughs> Nothing's going on at Ubisoft. That's what's going on. <laughs> Thing delays. That's it. Uh, well, actually, speaking of delays, respawn delays oh Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I am I, angry about this. But I'll so, tell you why after. They announced that it will arrive on April 28th instead of the original March date. Uh, why are you so angry about this? Because they couldn't take another week and release on May the 4th. Oh, come on. You're, you're, I can't. I, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm mad that I paused to even humor you and, and why you're mad. Uh, I, no, 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 but seriously, like, no, right, what, you're bigger, right. what bigger you're tie-in right. could you you're ask right. for? It's right there. It's right, right there. At some point, you got to just take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so their statement reads that for the last three years, the Jedi team here at Respawn has poured its collective heart and soul into Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And we are proud to say the next chapter in the tale of Cal Kestis is content complete. We are now focused entirely on the final state, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. The member added, in time for the team to hit the respawn quality bar, provide the team the time uh, they need, and achieve the level of polish our fans deserve, we have added six crucial weeks to our release schedule. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. make uh, this is a game that I am super, super excited for. Release it at the highest quality that you can possibly release it at you know yeah um, that, like that first one i think when it released everyone said like hey if this game had six more months to just like polish and just get like the animations feeling just a little, a little bit like just mm -hmm, give mm -hmm. them that polish it needs uh that final like elbow you know what, what is it called whatever it is mm -hmm. uh just give it that a little bit more time to bake it would have been like a nine or ten out of ten um and so if, if this is what this needs do it because everyone can wait 
Um, I don't want to be the like negative Nelly here. Uh, every every podcast has one. It's fine. If if uh, if you need five weeks, uh, that's not polish. That's bug fixes. Yeah, the right. The game but- is in a bad state right now, and they're gonna try to to you know spearhead a, a bug swatting effort. Um, I would just I would just you know don't buy the game at launch. Give it a day, see the reviews, and then buy it. That's all I, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fine. I mean, like even like they've they've shown gameplay. The gameplay looks good. I imagine there's probably I saw Anthem gameplay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's but fair. Re- but, but this is respawn we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like the be- the, they get the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I yeah. agree. Uh, also, yeah, the I first can't. First one was amazing. I, I can't. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine that this game doesn't get an early review cycle. Um, but I mean, yeah. we'll see. All right, sticking with EA. Uh, EA gives up on Apex Legends and Battlefield mobile games. Uh, Rob, this throw- is your fault. <laughs> They stated, we have made the painful decision to sunset Apex Legends Mobile. This decision does not come with ease. Factors beyond our control have prevented us from maintaining the high quality experience and content that our players deserve. And an update from Electronic Arts, they stated, following a strong start, the content pipeline for Apex Legends Mobile has begun to fall short of that bar for quality, quantity, and cadence. It is for this reason, after months of working with our development partner, that we have made the mutual decision to sunset our mobile game. Although disappointing, we are proud of the game we launched, are grateful for the support of the Apex Legends community, and are confident that this is the right decision for players. They are placing, both of these statements, right, are placing all of the blame on the development team that did this mobile version of it. Um, even Respawn coming out and saying that, like, uh, factors beyond our control, that they're, they're blaming that mobile, they're blaming that team, is what's happening. Is that and what so you think? That's 100% what I think, because that game... That game launch was actually a pretty good mobile port of uh, Battle Royale, but was missing a ton of features. I mean, one of the things they did is they they launched and then shortly after included controller support, which, I mean, Call of Duty, uh, Warzone, mobile, whatever. Uh, actually, mobile and Warzone. Both have on mobile and all these other games have on mobile. And I know this this is like only affects a small subset of people, but... There was no invert option on those control on those con- uh, controller support, and so you saw their Twitter feed and most of their re- a lot of their replies initially. Anytime they released content stuff, was like, "When is that going to get implemented? When is this going to get fixed? When is this option going to get fixed?" And I was never able to play the game at all because I couldn't play with controller because I play inverted, and I'm just old and my thumbs suck, and so I couldn't use touchscreen. Um, and, the, and their statement right here where EA says uh, it's begun to fall short of that bar for quality, quantity, and cadence. And after months of working with our development partner and naming them specifically, we have made the mutual decision to sunset our mobile game. I mean, that's that's all company that's, speak. That's saying a lot because these mobile games bring in billions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if you're in a situation where you're like nah let's just let's just end this it's uh yeah someone someone really messed up and uh usually with with games like this though you want to on ramp the the player onto the actual other platform because all that money you're making on mobile you're splitting with google you're splitting with apple sure so you want to make sure that you're onboarding people if the game sucks too bad then you're not onboarding people. People are saying this is a bad experience and they're actually uninstalling, right? Yeah. So 
I think that the I think if you go to the developer, you'll get a different story, right? Like that's obvious. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I like I said, I'm not. Ass. I'm not going. I'm not saying that it's the developer's fault. I'm saying these statements make me feel like they're saying it's the developer's right. fault. Yeah. It's that team's fault. And so right. uh, that being said, they are also ending the development of its mobile version of Battlefield. Uh, saying that as the industry has evolved and our strategy to create a deeply connected battlefield ecosystem has taken shape, we decided to pivot from the current direction to best deliver on our vision for the franchise and to meet the expectations of our players. Um, I think that. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Be harder. Yeah, I think that. I think that also has something to do with the fact that, like, yeah, Vince Sampella went over and started kind of taking over the direction of like Dice, and so I wonder. I wonder how much of this is like it is them just saying hey this isn't what we want to do anymore with with these franchises and stuff like that or if it is just like the game was a mess you know yeah uh, i mean like when you're talking about companies that are on the stock market like yeah it just seems like their decisions always come back to the bottom line yeah of course their shareholders right yep. so it's like they probably looked at you know how much are we uh paying these people who are making our mobile apps how many uh concurrent users are we onboarding Yada yada yada. Do the numbers add up? They don't add up. We're gonna sunset the thing. They, I just, I, in a perfect world, everyone cares about the quality of their own intellectual property. In real life, they do not. So, I don't know. Um, uh, Bilal, you, I'm gonna mess with your lineup a little bit and just yeah. bring in this next story. So, sticking with this, electronic, uh, it's been reported by Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. That Electronic Arts has canceled a secret Apex Legends game in development. Uh, apparently, it's funny that he titles it as Secret Apex Legends game because it was supposedly going to be a single-player game set in the Titanfall and Apex Legends universe, and it had a code name of Titanfall Legends. Um, but yeah, they have made the decision to uh, cancel that game, which is kind of a bummer. I, I would be super, super excited. Obviously, I'm a huge mark and uh, for Apex Legends and Titanfall I mean, a, as I, a whole. I think I think a lot of folks would be down for a Titanfall single-player universe game just because of how good 2 was mm -hmm. um, with, in terms of gameplay. Like, Respawn knows how to make a fantastic single-player game, whether it be a Jedi Fallen Order or... Uh, Titanfall Two, and so I, I think I, uh, we I, would. I, I think everyone would just like to see them do another one. I I really do think that you could release, like, I mean, you could even release like an anthology series, giving me different single player experiences with the different Apex Legends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you by in theory, you already have their ability kits nailed down you already have the guns right you just take use the same guns from apex legends and then you've already built enough lore that you can either do a side story or you can visit uh their history all right uh i would absolutely love something like that it's a shame that we'll never see this this makes you feel like that we're never getting a single player game in this universe again um but yeah it feels odd because i feel like they've been investing so much in mass effect and dragon age that mm -hmm. i i feel like like ea has kind of like taken a turn on single player games like before they're like oh nobody wants to play them and now they're like investing heavily and so why not give it 
give us something from uh, a developer that knows how to do it really well. But also, like you guys have seen, like stories from the Outlands and stuff like that. Like, yeah, they've they've put a ton of resources, more resources than normal, into just building out the story of yep. the universe, yep, and the story of each character, and making sure each one's textured and meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, you could easily, I would think, easily make a really good story driven game in the Titanfall universe. It's yep, a, I, I, a million percent. I, I hope that maybe this was canceled in lieu of something better. Probably mm. not, but you know, it'd be <laughs> dope if that was the reason. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, one can only hope. Speaking of things being canceled, uh, we have Rumbleverse is being shut down. Epic Games and Iron Galaxy have confirmed that the game will go offline February 28th, about six months after the game's official launch. Iron Galaxy said, the remaining weeks will be a chance to celebrate the competitive spirit you've brought to this game. There will be more live streams to play some games with developers and let them pull the curtain back to share some behind-the-scenes moments from the creative process that built this city. Um, Anybody who spent money on the game is eligible for a refund on any platform. They stated that they will share a FAQ page with additional refund information soon. Um, Does this... uh, All right. Uh, Did either of you guys play Rumbleverse? It was just one of those things that it was like, oh, this looks cool. It seems fun. But this is just so past the point of like a new battle royale and turning to fray that I feel like people already chose. Like, because this came around the time of um, metaverses. Is that what it's called? Multiverses. Multiverses. (laughs) Um, I don't even know if this is out of beta. Is it? Uh, Yeah, I think so. It did? Yeah. Let's see. It formally launched on August 11th. Yeah, uh, early access was January oh, 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, it looked cool, fast. but... Yeah, it was just one of those things where it was just like, there's so many, so much other stuff to play. If I'm going to invest in this and its battle pass, then I have to drop something else. And I didn't care to. Um, yeah, I saw... It's funny. I saw... Here we go. Yeah, here it is. All right. So Adam Boyce... Uh, who's one of the higher-ups over at Iron Galaxy, he had an open letter to the Rumbleverse community. Um, and uh, Well, he posted it. This was written by the whole Iron Galaxy team. At Iron Galaxy, we believe very strongly in the value of bringing people together to share meaningful experiences in games. Every single one of us is a gamer. It's what motivates us to create. With the announcement of the sunsetting of Rumbleverse, we want to share a more personal note with the players who have joined us in Capital City. Um, mm, all right, I'll just read through all of it quickly. When you work on a video game, you imagine the community that will show up to play it someday. For years, we dreamed about a lively city filled with people fighting to become a champion. We strive to create a vibrant place that celebrated the competitive spirit. Our goal was to bring joy back to online multiplayer gaming. The people who gave Rumbleverse a chance and took it on as a new hobby have validated every day that we put into bringing our de- that we put into bringing our ideas to life. We have loved watching you play. We have learned from your stories and your insights. We had we even passed around the art you've created to immortalize your best moments in the streets. It is our sincerest hope that this news does not mark the end of Rumbleverse. You may not yet have seen the Rumble in its final form. If we can welcome people back onto the deck of the Battle Barge again, we hope you'll be there, laced up, and ready to take your rightful place in the canon. Um, that's actually the part I just want to get to. Uh, they say that Iron Galaxy will continue making games that are passionate on purpose, or people filled with skills and inspiration to keep the world playing. Thank you for playing. This is not the last time you'll hear from us. This is not the last time we'll invite you to play. So yeah, this uh, open letter definitely makes it feel like it is uh, 
it's all like Epic Games was just like, yeah, we're not seeing any return on this. And so uh, it's it's kind of a bummer because I, I played it. I think it had some good ideas. I do think that like a brawler melee focused open world game can work. I just think that this game felt... There was something about the actual hit detection and collision that just didn't feel that great, in my opinion. What it felt like was it felt like those uh, N64 WWE games, you know, or WCW versus NWO, those kind of wrestling games, right? Where, yeah, they were fun, but they they weren't the most fluid of games. And um, it was also a situation where after the, like, second week this launched, uh, you would go into matches and you would go up against people that you could tell had like put in the work and they were, and you would just get destroyed and that's not any fun either. Right. Um, right. And so I, like I said, I think that there is a place and, and who knows, maybe that uh, my hero melee focused battle Royale that's coming out will, uh, will be the one, but yeah, I, I think I, well, I think that there is a place in, for a melee focused uh kind of over the top battle royale game uh rumbleverse just was not it for me um that being said it is it was a, a cool idea it was a refreshing idea to bring something different to the battle royale genre it wasn't that different i guess it yeah it's cool you could pile drive someone off the top of a skyscraper yeah that was neat um and if do flying elbows and stuff like that yeah, yeah. I, I it was very much like a lucha lucha yeah yes yep exactly no it, it was cool i mean at the end of the day yeah battle royale is battle royale last man standing yeah. but this one did have some uh pretty good ideas the matches were actually also a little bit faster right most battle royales a lot of times especially with shooters a lot of that time early time is spent running around trying to loot up and and get strong and stuff like that and they kind of sped that ramp up where you would find abilities and get strong really quick, really fast. And so it was also a smaller lobby. So there weren't as many players. So the matches were quicker. Um, mm. I think it had some good ideas. I just don't think that it felt all that great or intuitive to play. And See, so I feel like if they got the license for WWE and did this, they um, probably could have had something they, that lasted but, a little bit longer. Maybe. But at that point, you just play like the WWE game, right? Right, like, right. Or WWE puts a mode like this in uh, their game, or yes. something like that. Right, like I just, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like what you're saying. Um, that maybe you didn't hit the hit say it this way, but I'm I struggle to find the exact uh, uh, demographic that this game is kind of marketing towards because it's heavily going toward the wrestling thing, but you know. The kids who watch uh, the Mucha Lucha cartoon in the morning, are they playing this? Like, are wrestling fans playing? I don't know. It's a cool idea, but, like, have you guys played Naraka Blade Point? Uh, I have I, not, I, I, but I think cool. I, I think I played, like, one. I think I played the tutorial, and that's it. Right. Like, that game, I played it when it first came out, is legit. And, like, you're going up against games like that, like, melee-focused BRs. They're just, they're just fleshed out. I feel like it's mm-hmm. cool when you have a simple idea and you know it's you know you can just kind of play it mm-hmm. like eight bit games and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you have it, when it's in a PvP landscape, sometimes it's better if it's deeper. 
and sometimes you lose the simplicity and the cuteness but when you have to kind of fight somebody it's nice to have a rock paper scissors mechanic or some kind of way that you can yeah. And think someone or yeah and so this game kind of had a, a rock paper scissors mechanic when it came to like guards versus attack quick attacks versus throws um and so it tried to do some of that i just think that when you're doing and this happens with uh arena brawlers as well right it's why i don't think like those Dorudo fighting games or or the uh shonen jump fighting game jump force was are very good i just don't think they feel I good mean, to play Jump and Force so, had other problems. Yeah. And so... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I still think it could be done. Yeah. And and it just has it. Yeah. That's the other thing that you got to fight against is that when you have like, you know, when you're basically a fighting game, mm-hmm. you're trying to now compete against fighting games. Right. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a tough, tough ask. Yeah. So... All right. Next bit of news, uh, Tomb Raider TV series is in the works at Amazon from the Fleabag writer. Um, TH, uh, THR reports that a television show about the famous video game adventure is in development at, um, at Amazon with Fleabag writer Phoebe Waller-Bridge attached to pen the scripts and executive produce. Not much is known about the new projects, including who will play the role of Laura Croft. Um, that's basically all the new news we have on that in particular it's funny because i do think that a tomb raider series could work um and they're making everything else yeah Yeah, right that's what i'm saying and so we are seeing like high quality adaptations of other video game properties but the problem is is we are still seeing some really bad ones uh i mean like the all the attempts so far at resident evil have been (laughs) Pretty bad. I mean, look at the director they have sure, for Resident sure. Evil. Sure. Um, yeah, no. but you don't know what you're gonna get till you try, you know. Right. And yeah. Give give somebody who deserves a shot a shot, mm-hmm. and you know, give them the budget, give them the cast he wants, and let him let him go make a make some magic. But I I I, mean, I I also just think that you take the the route that kind of what the last of us is doing yeah the last of us i, I mean i haven't watched any uh, this is all from what i've i've heard people talk about but the last of us is very much sticking to that story right yeah they're making some changes here and there um but that's all they have to do is the one good thing about doing a tomb raider tv series now is that you can just do the narratives that were introduced in the most recent games because those games were narrative heavy right they weren't as narrative heavy as say the last of us they weren't movies or shows pretending to be video games uh but they weren't far off either and so i i mean i do think it it could be done i always just get worried that uh that they're just not going to be taken serious and that they're going to stray too far from the source material and uh that very rarely actually works out and well, so the, the question you got to ask yourself there is what's your secret sauce, right? right? Like, I think that The Last of Us very much so was the moments you felt when mm-hmm. you played the games and you want to relive those moments in the show from different perspectives, different angles. The actors can relate things that you can't get through a video game and stuff like that. But Tomb Raider, what's your secret sauce? Your secret sauce 
is Laura Croft is a badass and she does badass stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, she has well, an accent. So, yeah, she has, yeah, she has an yes. accent. Yes. So, yes. no, that, that, that first game in that reboot is very much a... It's less of an Indiana Jones-like, right? It's less of a treasure hunt than it is a survival story, you know? A coming-of-age so, survival story. No, I don't <laughs> want to say coming-of-age. She's like 26 well, uh, coming yeah, of, come of age sometime, man. yeah, coming of Indiana Jones, yeah, story. right, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I think if you could do kind of like something that is a little, if you do that survivor story that also has hints of this treasure hunt in it, I think it could work. Um, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good ways to do this, yeah. I think they just need to pick one. I think at worst, you could end up with a decent show. Uh, out of this, uh, at best, hey, maybe another Last of Us, and uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is great. Uh, mm. So uh, I have faith that she could pull this off. And uh, did you guys like the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies? Never watched them. Uh, I watched only the first one, and I it was it was fine. Uh, I think You're I like Teenage it. Boy. I think I liked it more Angelina because Jolie. I liked Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then actually, the movie. was out here twenty years ago. Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah okay. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next bit of news. I think this is the one that you were alluding to earlier. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony are all reportedly skipping E3 2023. Okay. Uh, so. Um, why is this big news? Because like okay. everyone was reacting so big to this, and I sat there it's, and I was like, "It's, it's it, it, they ha- they've been skipping it for years, even okay, before but, COVID." But technically, Microsoft, so Microsoft has always positioned their stuff as, "Yes, we are still engaging in E3," and they would put yeah. like one booth in there, right, a small booth, yeah. same and as they Nintendo. Had, yes, and then they had their press conference, you know, the same weekend, opening up as part of like the E3 activity, right? Yeah. And so now they're just going to air a showcase around the same time as uh, the E3 dates in, in June, but they won't have a booth on the show floor. Uh, I think the problem is that you have the three major console, the, the only three console manufacturers, right, in reality, and none of them are going to have a presence at E3 this year, and this is the year where they're going full on PAX East with it, right? and making a show catering towards the public. And without... Comic-Con isn't as special without the big players there, right? Without Marvel, without DC, without uh, Skybound. Without the, the big players there... This last New York Comic-Con, I could tell you, was not... Yeah. Like, it was cool to be back at Comic-Con, but, like, a lot of big players were missing, even from yep. the gaming side. And so it, it, it felt a bit lackluster. Yeah, and so it's just not the same. And so while, yeah, it could still be a fun event uh especially if, you know if the public is there and if they do have people um it's just it's just kind of a, a bummer that there's going to be no big presence there uh apparently ign sources have pointed to ongoing frustrations with the esa's management of e3 and that uh apparently read pop is said to be surprisingly disorganized with the details uh, of E3 remaining unclear. There's not a good sense that there's an understanding what the show is going to be or how it will come together, which is strange from a company that does such an amazing job with PAX twice a year, the source told IGN. I, I don't yeah, think it's... I, I can't imagine how this is a hard show to run. I, like, well, it's, you know, I, I 
I'm sure it's very di- <laughs> difficult logistically to run, but mm. I'm sure that they do a very good job of it. I mean, well, if, if you and me ran E3, I don't think we can get it. I, I, think, I, so, I think we can get it done. So I think like I, how many booths you have to run, how many things have to be rented out, how many people have to be verified, and this, I, that, and the third. I couldn't run a I couldn't run an anime con. Listen, yeah. like a pared down one. I think <laughs> it has to. I think it has to be, and it's going to be just another version of what they do at PAX already. I think it's going to be a big, big departure from E3 in the past because I think you you do have to have. Um, you have to have talks. You have to have exhibition. The yeah. exhibition hall. You have to have different talks that people go to and stuff like that. And so, but I think you still need the the big players there because if you don't have the big players there, then it is just another PAX. And so, here's, here's what we're gonna lose with all three of them leave. And I think that this has been a long time coming. Ever since Nintendo Direct got invented, and mm-hmm. Nintendo's kind of circumvented competing with their messaging with uh xbox and sony because you know nintendo's not as big as xbox and sony when it comes to their advertising budget and things like that so now we we're entering a space where no one wants to compete with each other for eyeballs and they're just like okay well if i can just do my own show Mm. and everybody will watch my show and i'll have my own weekend and then sony will have their weekend and i think xbox probably got a little butt hurt all the years that they went to E3, and then the only thing people wanted to talk about on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday morning was, yo, Sony killed them. It's it was a slaughter, wasn't it? And, and then and, and then the next day, everyone's just like, yo, Zelda, <laughs> Metroid. <laughs> but but at the same time, like you know, the thing we talked about, the next thing we talked about was, well, why? What were the games? What what yeah, right. did this play? Ha- what did this uh, company have? What did that company have? And it made us go deeper. It made us look at more games and stuff. Now, if we just have, you know, the Microsoft show, we're going to remember the headline. If we have the Sony show, we're going to remember the headline. And they're probably going to be spaced out enough to where we're not really going to compare them. So we're going to lose competition in the market. And it's just, it's going to spell doom for a lot of games I, that we want. Well, well, we, we have a hero in all this. Jeff Keeley. Ooh. Yeah, Jeff but Keely. yeah, but again, Summer's ga- Summer Games Fest. Yeah, but again, Summer Game Fest is not the Game Awards, and it that still feels just like that's a Google Doc E3, yeah. calendar, is what that is, you know. <laughs> and so, no, I well, last year they changed up the format. It was like a three-hour show. Yeah, but it was it was a week show. The Summer Games Fest show was yeah, like very lackluster. It's very very indie focused. Yeah. and so which is fine, which is fine, but it's yeah. not. E3. It's not what he's talking about. Yeah. You know? I, um, you I, yeah. I will say as somebody who does a podcast on video games every week, I, I, I am part of me is happy that I'm not going to have to recap three conferences back to oh back in, in a podcast. Because those, <laughs> those, those used to those, be like five ever episodes. They were, they were brutal oh, episodes. So fun, oh, they were brutal episodes. And so, uh, especially because Bilal wants to spend 25 minutes on every single trailer he sees. Every um, RPG. <laughs> every RPG especially, yeah. And so no, uh, yeah, it, I I I mean, yeah, I honestly I honestly don't think the real the reality is that at the end of the day, it's gonna feel any different for us than last year's did. Like Bilal said, he uh, he doesn't understand why he said he didn't understand why this was news because this is basically how things have been operating yeah. for us on this end as people who don't go for the past couple of years anyway. So, um, question to that, like we all assumed that we would get we would return to normalcy at some point though. 
I yeah, but I also think that once we knew that Sony was had pulled out, that they weren't coming back. Yeah, I think yeah, Sony I, was already checked out that last year. Yeah. It was like Ghost of Tsushima, like yeah. walking through different events. I think that's I think that once Nintendo showed that you can like you said, you can just have a pre recorded, completely controlled, don't have to have awkward moments on stage presentation, uh that if you can just do it. You don't have to pay the ESA anything, right? Yeah, listen, listen, I don't need to see a Ubisoft start another press conference with uh, Just Dance performance yeah. again. Yeah. Well, you're so going be to because you, you're going <laughs> to because they're still going to have one. Uh, <laughs> all right. But here's the one thing about Nintendo. People care about those games. We will find a way right. to get to a Nintendo Direct to find out what's coming out with Pokemon Zelda, all that stuff. Xbox Sony, great, great IPs, not the same. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I agree that it's not quite the same, but I still think that they're gonna be all right. I I'm actually curious if Nintendo... I'm not gonna be all right. That's what I'm. Like. <laughs> I'm not gonna have E3. Yeah, I know. I agree. Forget I agree. <laughs> I love A3 and Evo are like gaming weekends that I look forward to, and Evo hasn't been the same. And now E3 is not either, and so it's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm actually, I didn't include the story, but um, I'm actually curious if Nintendo even shows up for e, E3 time period at all this year. Because, like, the rumor is, or, and then IGN also confirmed it, is, like, they don't got anything after Zelda, like, uh, planned for the Switch. There's nothing major hitting the Switch after uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So... Good. Like, they what, what the are they going to show? Uh, finally going to have a direct... The, just to show off Advance Wars? Did they say the Switch is near sunset period? So yeah. Or next yeah, but, year is but, the rumor for going to a new console. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But also, also, they're they're producing more of them than they have in a long time for the second half of this year because they anticipate that uh, that new Zelda is just going to sell units anyway, and so it prints money. Yeah. Fair. Hey. All right. Xbox Games with Gold taps another two games <laughs> in February. This is always like I don't even know why we do this anymore. I, I was about to ask why, why did I include this? I what are it. the games? Right. The February 2023 pair on offer are wait for it for the king and guts and goals. All right, I'm done. I'm not wasting any more. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Xbox. Can, yeah. can we guess? Wait, what the we Metacritic score. All right. So did this? you know that uh, Kevin? Since you're not console gamer anymore. Did you know that mm -hmm. besides Xbox Game Pass, that Xbox still releases two games a month for free with their Xbox Games with Gold program? No. Yeah, right. And you shouldn't because it's terrible. The games are always so bad and, and nothing games. For um, the King with a 79 meta score. Not okay, bad. I will have to say that For the King is actually dope. <laughs> Um, one? Guts and Goals? This sounds like a terrible soccer play. game. It is. It's a terrible soccer game. Um, oh my god, it is a terrible soccer game. Yeah. You're right. So, For uh, the King is basically like a board game. Uh, For the King's not bad, but it's also it's not... a turn-based RPG? Uh, what, Guts and Goals or For the King? Uh, For the King. For the King is... Uh, real time uh, the, the, strategy that incorporates turn based combat and procedure. Yeah, the combat is, is turn based, right. but then you're moving around a board, and it's similar to Gloomhaven, where like different events can happen. You can get buffs, you can get negative effects, and stuff like that. Um, okay, it's not, actually, yeah, yeah, it's actually not bad. I own it on PC, and I think I own it on Xbox already. Um, looks cool, but again, 
not newsworthy. All right. Yeah. What is newsworthy is a report saying that Halo Infinite will not get story DLC and that the series is switching to Unreal Engine. This report is out of, you guessed it, Bloomberg once again. And it appears that 343 is basically starting from scratch with Halo. That instead of focusing on new campaign DLC or updates for Halo Infinite, they are going to be working on prototypes for new Halo games and projects in Unreal. Apparently, the Slipstream uh, engine that they've been using to develop these games is a pain to work with, and it's based on decades-old decades code at this point. And that they actually have two modes that were supposed to get released for Halo Infinite, Extraction and Assault, that are nearly done, but haven't been implemented yet due to issues with the Slipstream tools and tech. Apparently, the game being developed uh, on Unreal will be is internally codenamed Tatanka and is being developed by both 343 and Texas Bay Studio Certain Affinity. Um, the other bit of news is that Tatanka was originally started out as a battle royale, but could evolve in different directions. Uh, this is such. I mean, we. I guess the writing was kind of on the wall. We complained about this last week, <laughs> where like I, they just completely fumbled Halo Infinite, and it is. I, I'm gonna the read this biggest gaming bummer. Yeah, and I'm gonna read this part from the Bloomberg article that's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, since Halo Infinite was released, fans had assumed that in addition to new multiplayer modes. 343 was working on new content for the story. Yep. But that wasn't the case, according to people familiar with the situation. Developers were making prototypes in the Unreal Engine and pitching new ide- pitching ideas for new Halo games rather than working on new missions for Halo Infinite. Many of those developers were laid off this month and the company isn't actively working on new story content, the people said. Um, what? <laughs> No, uh, this is this is exactly what I was afraid of when the game first came out. Like I thought they were just they were just grabbing the money, and this wasn't a well thought out long term thing. It's it's, that it should be. Yeah, it's crazy because that game that campaign is so fun, and that multiplayer feels so good. Can we retroactively um, uh, strip, it, make, strip it of the gear? Strip it. Make it number two. Psychonauts 2. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. All right. It's our Psych- podcast. How, we can do it. How is this not? By the way, I think it's called the Slip Space Engine. Um, and uh, the article is just wrong. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, this, this is just. How how is this game not an Unreal? It's, it's the 21st uh, so century. I had this question. Over like I because uh, this happened with EA. EA mm-hmm. decided to move everyone over to Frostbite engine, yep. their own engine, even oh because God. Battlefield was their big game mm-hmm. and it was disaster. Like the fact that Dragon Age, um, I think Dragon Age Inquisition released on that, but like the nightmare uh, that they had to go through to get that game working. Mass Effect Andromeda used it, and they were like, we had no idea what we were doing. Mass the, Effect Andromeda had yeah. uh, a lot of other issues going on as well, but like. It's just like all these companies make these make their own engines to try to save money and not have to put, pay right. the fee that's, on Unreal, and then they what all come back to. like ten years later, drag themselves back to Unreal. I think the only company that's really knocked it out of the park with their own engine, Capcom. Capcom agreed. The RE yeah. engine is dope, and, and and why? Because they spent like 
a full decade just doing remasters of their games last generation and mm-hmm. to finally put out new games towards the tail end and yeah. now now it's paid off like if you're not willing to invest and build it correctly for what type of games you're trying to make then I, I don't know what you're doing because like this entire thing was supposed to be here for Halo and if the, if the Halo dev team can't make games using it the one mm-hmm. game that's supposed to be the future of Halo then what were you doing yep sorry I'm angry because this game was supposed to be really good Yep. No, I, I, I agree. Co-sign everything you just said. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to add, bro. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm super bummed. <laughs> I'm so uh, bummed. Uh, can we take care of IP in 2023? Apparently, can we just take care of IP. Just the goldest of the gold IP, the platinum, the the mountaintop, and we're just throwing it in the trash. It's crazy. Um, yeah, apparently not. Um, next story. The Last of Us Part 3 might not happen, according to Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann. Bullshit. Uh, Druckmann said, we're very privileged that our publisher is Sony. They have supported <laughs> us every step of the way to follow our passions, meaning that just because something is successful, people think there's, there's all this pressure and we have to make a sequel. That's not the case. For us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games, and we're able to hit our final brushstroke brushstroke on that story and say that we're done we're moving on likewise with the last of us is up to us whether we want to continue or not uh our processes our process is the same thing we did when we did part two which is if we can come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love just like the first and second game did then we will tell that story if we can't come up with something we have a very strong ending with part two and that will be the end that um, game ends with a massive cliffhanger, sort of. Like, there, there are open threads at the end of 2. That's the end then, bro. Yeah, I guess. But... Uh, what what uh, 0 to 100% chance you think that uh, this is a contract ploy? No, no I, 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 think, I think we'll get this either... If this happens... It'll likely come at the tail end of the PS5. Yeah, yeah, um, that, yeah. It's just a matter of time. Like, I, I mean, this is the right way to do it. Um, I mean, they're saying they're not going to make it. Like, why do you say that? I, I think because I they think, don't have a story yet. Yes. Unless they figure out what that story yeah. is, they'll do it. It's George R. R. Martin. Like, he knows I, how Game of Thrones ends. He's just he's got, he's got to fill in the he's got the outline. He just doesn't I, yeah, know. I actually think more than anything that. Neil Druckmann is busy now with, with, the, the with the TV show. And I think that, that this gives Naughty Dog, by coming out and saying something like this, that gives Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog the freedom to come out with another IP. Um, we're also, while we're not getting, a, he says that we might not get another sequel to it, we are still getting games in that universe. I mean, that multiplayer game is coming out set in that universe. And, and imagine so, there's going to be stories told in that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so even if we don't get a three, right, uh, I think they're, I, we're, that's not the last game in that universe that we're getting. Yeah. I also think that's funny that he's like, yeah, Uncharted 4, we, that's it. We're done. <laughs> and now we have a story that says a new PlayStation 5 ad appears to include a mysterious tease for an unannounced game that some fans believe may be the next Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Apparently, the new I wasn't, ad... go- yeah, wasn't going to include this, but then I saw the ad and I was like, no, I could buy that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new ad titled Live from PS5 presents Sony's suite of exclusives, both from PlayStation Studios and third parties like Square Enix, 
as live action clips on a news broadcast. And the clips highlight games like God of War Ragnarok, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Horizon Forbidden West, Returnal, and Gran Turismo 7. Another live action clip, which is seen only in short second long bursts, shows a young woman exploring a cave lit only by a torch and encountering an ancient artifact and blowing the dust off it. The footage does not appear to match any released or announced game from Sony Interactive Entertainment. That's why some fans believe this is a tease for the next Uncharted game and that it will star Nathan Drake and Elena Fisher's daughter, Cassie. Um, I mean, it's not going to be Uncharted because she's just going to be following in her parents' footsteps. So it's already been called, charted. Oh, here, I hate this. I hate that I knew that that was where that was going. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it is interesting that all these other games are are featured in these clips, and there is this, there are these clips that don't seem to point to any yeah. game in particular. Uh, yeah, I could buy that, and that's yeah. that's that's fine. Whatever, I'll play. I'll play an, an Uncharted game starring his daughter and complain about how the shooting doesn't feel good in that too. What if she had a but bow I'll, and arrow? I'm in and a British accent. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> and it was developed by Crystal Dynamics. Oh, 100% in. No, Crystal Dynamics is too busy working on Perfect Dark. And oh, so... yeah, that's right. That game that we'll never hear about mm-hmm. for another four years. So, so we're talking about the live action shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. It so doesn't feel like this it's shot down a game here. at all to me. I, I think the whole thing is like why why include these other clips in the background of the news story and then just have these random clips? I mean, that could just be some like exec who wanted to put something else into the ad or something. I don't know. Sure. There's a million reasons. Sure. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, this could all be nothing. <laughs> yeah. But chances I, are it is nothing. But yeah, I thought but, it was I thought it was interesting enough yeah. that I could believe it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen. Ninety nine percent of the time these kind of like fan theories on these teases being put into adverts and stuff like that are nothing right it's fans yeah. wanting to see something that's not actually there um all right next bit of news playstation 5 ps plus psa so the playstation plus collection is coming to an end it's going uh they can like after may 9th they can no mm-hmm. longer be redeemed this is that for those who don't know the playstation plus collection is a curated list of games that as soon as the PlayStation 5 released, PlayStation Plus owners were allowed to download and own as long as they remain PlayStation Plus subscribers, that is. And those games included Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Crash Bandicoot, The Insane Trilogy, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human. Don't play that game. Just don't. And I don't care if it's free. Just don't play that game. Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Don't Ratchet, play that game. Ratchet, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 version, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, Until Dawn. He says don't play Persona 5 because he wants you to play Persona 5 Royal. Well, why the, are we hating on Detroit Become Human? That game is trash. That I've game never is, played it, but it was very oh, hyped, so it must game, be good. Oh, that game is so bad. It was so hyped. Oh, it's so, so I, I, I played it. Can I beat we, it can, all the way through, we, and I it was. Can bad. we do a let's play where Kevin plays Detroit Become Human? I, I we can. I would I'm love down. to. I, I'm down to do let's plays of, of Kevin playing all these games that he's never played before. 
Um, he, he's, like, he's like, how do I hold this controller, yeah. as you call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where's good. the mouse and yeah. keyboards? <laughs> See, people forget their roots, man. That's what happens. These PC I'm players. Play mouse and keyboard just for that. Yep. No, I, I mean, it probably plays better on mouse and keyboard, honestly, that game in particular. Uh, Don't you have to click like certain parts of the screen or something? I mean, you're just selecting dialogue choices is what that game is. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, no, that collection is actually a, a great collection it's of great. games across the board. And so I yeah. ended up only redeeming a couple of those because I had already owned or, or played all the other ones. I wasn't going to go back. But yeah, uh, you have until May 9th to go in and redeem all those before they're gone for good. Sticking with PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus gives you Mafia, Definitive Edition, and Destiny 2 expansion in February. So the February PlayStation Plus games include Evil Dead, the game, which is an asymmetrical co-op shooter. You uh, played this, right? Uh, yes. I don't know why they call it a cooperative shooter. That's not what it is. It's a asymmetrical uh, it's one of those, multiplayer uh, game. Yeah. And so... Asynchronous, it, it's, I think it's is what they're it's looking for? Uh, no, it, it, asymmetrical. It's it's asymmetrical because it's a okay. one it's a one v four. I want to play asynchronous um, multiplayer game. That'd be yeah. Dope. Well, we <laughs> you ever play? Uh, what was the one on Facebook that we played? Words with friends. That's asynchronous. Um, and then yeah, so it is asymmetrical, but it's not a co op shooter. It's a competitive shooter. Um, and shooter is like uh, uh, there's a lot of melee in that game. I don't know. And then also Destiny 2's 2020 expansion Beyond Light. They will be available to essential members. Essential is the the base version, right? I, I hate I that we so. I hate that we yeah. have to like think about this every time. Well, I think did they? I thought, oh God! What? I thought Destiny like all the old Destiny uh, DLCs Asc were free. Essential is base. Um, old mm, to a certain point. Yes, I think they're free up until Beyond Light. Yeah, I think Beyond Light is when That's they start making you pay again. Uh, Mafia Definitive Edition is the 2020 remake, and then Ali Ali World is also uh available that is the 2.5d skateboarding game i never played the ali ali game um i played that first one a little bit on the switch i think um it was cool not for me but it was cool i yeah i don't know i i all all of these are fine this is much better than what games with gold is offering um, but goals, I mean, man. The, the, goals. the highlight, and I like Evil Dead the game. I don't know if there's a huge community still playing that game. I will say that I think the last time I played it, which was like months ago, but it was only like two or three months after the game actually released, it took a long time to find a match. And so, a good luck with that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I would recommend actually, whatever. I recommend Ali Ali World. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, Beyond, Beyond Light's good. I, I shouldn't say that. Beyond Light is good. And so... Uh, Did you... Wh whatever happened to our Destiny we, 2 resurgence? We, we... I was just talking to Garrett about that. The problem is that getting a group of three all at the same time is where the problem fails. For, uh, have everyone just play at their own pace? <laughs> I know. That's no fun. That's not what I want to do in Destiny. Uh, but it's the end game... I'm going to sound like Kevin here, but it's about the end game and we it's need to not, get there. It's not what I want to that's, do. That's what I felt like. What? It's that. Yeah, that is. That's uh, honestly, I, for a second, for, for, for a second, I thought it was Kevin saying that, honestly. And what? so. <laughs> Come on, we got Lightfall at the end of the month and I'm still waiting on you guys to finish Beyond Light. 
No, I finished. I finished Beyond Light. Most games. What's that? Was there one after Beyond Light? A Shadow Keep? No, no. I finished Shadow uh, Keep. Which queen? Wait. Which queen? No. Okay. Wait. Which one did I finish? I didn't finish Witch Queen. I, I think, don't think you started Witch Queen. I think I started Witch Queen. Yeah, because that's yeah. the one with the legendary campaign. Yes. 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 Because yes. Beyond we, Beyond Light ends with with you meeting the copy of yourself yeah 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 yeah, yeah yes, yes 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 yeah i finished that spoilers yeah. for anybody who was thinking about picking it up but i don't, mean don't don't do that it Des- uh is great <laughs> don't pick that game up oh my god uh destiny destiny is good i don't know if it's i'm gonna say bad. great uh, i love, I love destiny this game's terrible uh I'm gonna have to w- one month <laughs> wait what's they say 27 days i'll be talking about destiny too <laughs> We're going to Neptune. There's a new strand subclass. The weapon trailers are out. Uh, it's gonna oh be great. Gosh. It's gonna be great. Me and my boy, my boy was like my boy Mike, friend for the longest, uh, longest current friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells me, "Hey, hey, hey, shock! Let's pick up Destiny." I'm like, why? He's like, "It's fun. It's popular. It's got to be good." I'm like, "All right, cool." We put a thousand hours in the Warframe. Let's see the competition, right? We played the Division. We played all the other looter shooters. Let's try the, the original. Pick up Destiny. We put we played uh through the Cade Six storyline. Oh, I okay. never played that. I never played that storyline. You didn't play it for Spoken? No. Really? Oh, yeah. No. It's a good story. Good story. Some of them. Some of the DLCs yeah. were very good. The Cade Six mm-hmm. one was very good. I give it that. Um. Yeah, uh, that original story was terrible. Uh, well, I, 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 I also, I think, I think for the most part, the story is a mess, I, and that's not why I played those games. Tell me, at least did a raid. Yes, uh, we fine. tried the raid. Right, that was the uh, very last thing we did. Yeah. <laughs> we, so we get in the raid, and just nobody wants to talk to us, and uh, we're, we're trying to follow oh, people around. Yeah, that's a bummer. We're trying to. We're trying to figure out what to do, and they're like, uh, "I think one dude just said shut up and sit over there, or something like that." And it was just like, "I mean, Bilal right. says that, but can I can I walk you through the raid properly? Uh, because it's a ton of fun. Well, there's there's, work and there's, there's crossplay on that, right? Yeah, there's crossplay on it now. Yeah, I would, I would, I would. We could do a raid. I'll do a raid if if yeah. if, if Kevin uh, wants to do a raid. Uh, I would do a raid." Uh, we're gonna have to figure out some power levels because mine was about you, 500 something you get brought you up get, yeah and the older raid content is um lower level so you, yeah you'll be fine for it yeah okay okay yeah i, I mean i'm fine i'm always fine to like try things or whatever and that's yeah. that's cool but man i just just I, 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 l- l- listen you know, i've been playing i've been playing shooters like tarkov and PUBG for what six years now and mm-hmm. The guns for everything else, like Halo or Destiny, they just feel so plastic. Oh, I don't feel like I, I'm shooting a gun. I feel like I, I'm, I, I'm hitting I, someone. With I a stick. get that, but I I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah. I see. That's the difference. Uh, I I get I think bored. Destiny feels good. Yeah, I get bored sometimes, and I'm having this problem with Warzone too. Actually, uh, I get bored with like guns that are supposed to feel more like real guns. Uh, it happened oh, with Warzone's. It happened with, does not qualify. I, I know, I know, but it, ha- it happened with me with like even with PUBG. It happened with me with PUBG. It's part of what's well, one of the many reasons I stopped playing PUBG. Um, mm. But 
yeah anyway all right we're gonna get we're getting off off track here that wraps okay, up uh, good stuff. <laughs> that wraps up well, no, but I'll, I'll just say this like uh, we should have never the, started the, with destiny this is what happens we're gonna the, make a separate episode just the, for the, destiny. this is this is rob's fault because and then we're gonna play warframe this is yep. rob's fault my destiny addiction is all rob's fault because destiny came out i didn't like i played through the campaign i was like this was kind of bullshit like there was no story what what the hell is this and then and then i my I got married uh, soon after I lost my job, and so I was in this weird in-between state. And Rob's like, hey, so while you're playing for jobs and sitting at home, we need another person to help us raid in Destiny. So why don't you join me and my buddies? And I was like, okay, just tell me what I need to do to get to the level. He told me we did the raid, and it was just like, it was just like, he gave me a crack rock. And he was oh like, I have, I have more. And then like the first DLC dropped, uh, <laughs> the Dark Below, and it had a new raid, and I was just there. I put thousands of hours into Destiny after Rob showed me what to do. He put he filled the needle up with heroin and he just injected it in my arm. He's just like, just, just give it a push. Just give it a push. Yeah, but then I stopped slinging rock and you kept going. So I, I, know. I, I, I can't take the blame. I can't take the blame. He's, he didn't even offer to put me in rehab. Uh, all right. Done. That wraps up <laughs> the news. The drug dealer next door. And wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, Let's start off, uh, Kevin, Jock2K5. Why don't you let people know where they can follow you and what kind of content you're putting out there? Yeah, uh, I, you can follow me on Twitter at Shock2K5. Um, I tweet every day uh, these days. Um, writing a lot of articles and making videos for channelfireball.com. If you're into the My Hero Academia card game, uh, you can find me there. Um, and there will be content coming in the my hero meta youtube channel as well uh as i continue to script and write uh write content for there it's gonna be a big year a lot of stuff coming uh yeah that's pretty much it uh Bilal, what about you um uh, yeah you guys can follow me on twitter at Bilal underscore meon uh and on instagram i think i'm Bilal meon or Bilal.me. just yeah just look me up on there you'll find me um yeah, I'll be at the Treasure Cup. I'll be. I might actually kind of vlog this adventure because I'm a 34 year old man traveling, leaving his family behind to go play a card game at a tournament, and that sounds exciting. <laughs> Living my best I life. See it. I uh, see it. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of hoping the Niagara Falls is like frozen over because of this like polar vortex we're in, um, and it sucks that it's going to be like zero degrees when. Well, I'm there, but who cares? Um, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, so catch me over on Twitter there, and then uh, everything for the website, theworkprint.com. Uh, Christian has really like taken on a role of just like running the site. <laughs> uh, he has like a project management board. There's assigned editors per night. Uh, there's an insane amount of content going up. I think IDW just shared a, a interview we did with uh, one of their writers for a new comic book series that's coming out. Uh, so yeah, a lot of cool shit over on the site. Definitely check it out. Um, and I think we got Star Trek Picard starting up this month for the final season. Uh, so if you're a big Star Trek fan, uh, I believe Mary is, um, Mary's going to be recapping that. And, um, just, just one quick aside. Um, if you're in the New York City area uh, and you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, Mary's performing in, um, at Radio City with the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring live orchestra and chorus uh, thing. Like, we've got tickets um, without knowing she was going to be part of it. So, um, 
you know, if you're looking for something to do in the next couple of weeks uh, in February uh, or need Valentine's Day plans, definitely check that out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, just so everybody knows, it is just Bilal Mian over at Instagram, all one word for him. Okay. Yes. Thank, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. I looked it up. Uh, as for me, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 on all social media, except for TikTok, where you can find me at Tito's Tabletop, T-I-T-O-S, Tabletop. And actually, I am going to be producing counter content against uh, Kevin and his My Hero meta channel and producing my own My Hero content (laughs) coming up pretty soon on my YouTube channel. Well, it was nice having this podcast while it lasted. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think my stuff is going to be very different than Kevin's. There's enough room for both. But no, I have an idea, and I'll just say it on here. Uh, TJ and I are going to run a series on YouTube where we play matches against each other. It's going to be a first to 10 wins. And the stipulation is, though, that we can never do mirror matchups. Once somebody wins with a character, that character is banned for the rest of the tournament or you know the the rest of the series and so in theory we should be able to see you know hopefully you know up to 20 unique matchups and stuff like that so i mean it should be it should be good i'm just afraid you're gonna beat them so bad they'll flag the videos as child abuse (laughs) uh yeah i'm actually i'm actually worried about that too it's gonna be tough to like you know crush the confidence of my son like that but Hey, I gotta do what I gotta do we'll for the clicks. See. We'll see. Once, once Ojiro and so that's shoot, it's, it's Ojiro gets banned. Like, you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble, buddy. <laughs> it's so funny you said that because his exact response was like, "Oh, I got this in the back. You're gonna win one time with Ojiro and then nothing because you don't play anybody else." <laughs> and so I'm already taking heat and shots from him. No, it should be fun and it should be the start of uh, me producing some some more tabletop content for that channel. And just something that, like, we're doing it anyway. Might as well, you know, hit it out there and stuff. Um, yeah, you pull out that froppy one, you better not lose her quick. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You better put in some work. I know. Um, uh, if he's smart, he'll just pick one of my characters as a, a as the first matchup and gets me and make sure that I can't play them ever. And so. Uh, but, yeah, that wraps up this week's podcast. Anybody who tuned in this week, saw you guys hanging out in the chat and, and commenting in the chat, thank you guys so much. I mean, this show is much more fun when you guys are in here during the pre-show and during the episode. Anybody listening after the fact, thank you. Thank you so much. I, as I always say that while, yeah, we love if you come over to twitch.tv slash the and drop a subscription so you don't have to watch these ads. Uh, just telling people and coming and hanging out is my favorite way that you can support. And it doesn't cost you anything. So thank you guys so much. Kevin, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy week for and being on the podcast. And honestly being a refreshing new voice to this show. I always thought that this show worked best with three people on here and uh, you've, you've, you've proven that. So thank you so much, man. Appreciate that. Yep. Uh, Bilal, I mean, I, I still am amazed that you were able to pop on here as consistently as you do, considering how young your child still is and everything else you've been dealing with and got going on and the fact that you keep this show running. So thank you. Thank you so much. I yeah, uh, I just want to say my son has been amazing, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been these last couple of months have been an absolute blast to be a father. And every chance I get to hold him, and he sits in my lap nicely, and just like lets me like wrap my arms around him, give him a hug, and just sits there. I'm just like 
I know I know this is gonna go away. I'm gonna enjoy every moment I get of this right now. Yeah, one one day he's gonna be calling you out on your card playing uh, abilities, <laughs> and so enjoy it now while it lasts. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, thank you both so much. Uh, also, this is the last time I will be that sincere and grateful on this show. <laughs> Until next time, bye bye. Adios.